entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. This is where we inform, educate, inspire, and entertain our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals who seek excellence. My name is Marty Wolf, and I am your host, alongside of my executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor. Hi, D.C. Taylor. How are you? Hey, Marty. Good to be here. Boy, another exciting show with a really exciting personality. Good. Corey Perlman joins me. Now, I just set the bar really high, Corey. So are you ready to go, man? I'm ready to go. Thanks for having me, Marty. I'm thrilled you're back. You are a repeat <laughs> offender, like we say, a repeat offender. You're back. You know? I am, man. I am. I, I, I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> That's great. Let me get. Let me do a quick intro, Corey. If you're not generating results from your social media marketing, then it's just a hobby. Corey Perlman has over 10 years' experience in the digital marketing space. Back when words like AOL and Netscape really meant something, he's spoken mm-hmm. to organizations both big and small and to recognizable brands such as the Dallas Cowboys, the American Healthcare Association, and Cisco Foods. His latest book is Social Media Overload. And the subtitle is Simple Social Media Strategies for Overwhelmed and Timed, Time-Deprived Businesses. Corey Perlman, welcome to the Business Builders Show. Well, thank you, guys. Let's start with the book, Social Media Overload. I think the title says a lot. Give me the overview. Yeah, so I had a, uh, a, a guy in one of my workshops uh, a few years back, and I was talking about, uh, I think, I don't know if it was, Snapchat or something at the time, but he sort of let out this, this sound of just frustration. And uh, uh, midway through the break, he came up to me and he was just um, overwhelmed and he, you know, kind of sweating and frustrated. And he said, Corey, you know, beyond everything you've talked about, I'm also, I've been told I need to get my Twitter feed syndicated on my website. You know, I need to get my, my Twitter stream going. And I said, okay, well, tell me what business you're in. And he said, well, I sell medical supplies to the elderly. And we sort of had a moment where we both sort of stared at each other uh, with blank faces. And then this light bulb actually clicked on for him before it did for me. And he said, I'm not even sure I need to be there. And I said, I don't think you do, man. I don't think that's, you know, your audience. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, a, a reminder for him and, and, and just sort of a microcosm of what I'm, I've been seeing for the last few years is, you know, we all just jump on the, the shiny new uh, uh, object syndrome of, um, you know, jumping on all these different sites and not really having a business reason to do so. So the book's premise really is to figure out where your customers and prospects are spending the most time and uh, prioritizing your time on the sites that make the most sense. So instead of being a jack-of-all social media sites, master of none, you focus on a few and excel at those, and that's what the book is about. It's creating an awful lot of anxiety for a lot of small business owners. I mean, they just don't know what to do. That's why I love your work. Um, and speaking of that, how do people connect with you? Because they're going to love what you're saying here. How do people connect with you to learn more? Uh, well, they can check out the book, you know, on Amazon. It's everywhere. Or they can go to my website, 
CoreyPerlman.com. So there's an E in my name uh, and then not an A in the last name. So Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, and then P-E-R-L-M-A-N.com or eBootCamp.com. So I'm kind of known for in our little space of doing more hands-on programs and stuff. So I call my stuff eBootCamp instead of uh, a workout. It's more of a workout from technology perspective. And uh, so either of those two sites, eBootCamp or CoreyPerlman.com, will get them to me. Excellent. Uh, I have a son named Corey. He spells his name right. C O R Y. Hey, I had, had no nothing to do with that decision, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. You had nothing to do with it. All right. I mean, you, you know what I do like about it is you're practical. The book is practical. I, I, I like that. You know, I'm I'm kind of like I'm, I'm somewhat fed up. I'm going to vent from uh, a second. I'm kind of fed up with this high level intellectual stuff that is being bantered about, and nobody understands what the hell it really means for small businesses. At least I don't. Now, maybe it's because I'm not an intellectual. I don't know, but. Uh, we need more information like what you're delivering. So let's get kind of specific and let's talk about, I've heard repeatedly that if you want to be on social media in business, LinkedIn for business, LinkedIn is the answer. Okay. Give me some, give me some thoughts, uh, suggestions, uh, whatever. Talk to me about LinkedIn, I guess. Sure. And I agree with that statement. You know, uh, when you start thinking about prioritizing and figuring out the places that you need to be, you know, if you've got some entrepreneurs and small business owners that are listening in and, you know, if your network are executives, uh, B2B, you know, LinkedIn is a very safe environment for them. They feel very comfortable there. They get it. Um, they don't feel like people are sharing, you know, uh, uh, grandkids photos or family vacations or whatever, all the things that scare people so much about Instagram and Facebook uh, are not necessarily the case for LinkedIn. So uh, LinkedIn was just uh, acquired by Microsoft. It's got, you know, significant backing. I don't see it going anywhere. Um, I see it just simply increasing market share over the years. So, so it is a place for the majority of businesses to want to plant their flag, where some of the other ones we might talk about in a, in a few minutes may not be as much. So then what do, you, what do you do on it? The first, the first one is just make sure your profile is giving off the impression that you want to give off. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when people come and quote unquote kick your tires or check you out, you know, what are they seeing? Are they seeing a small number of connections? Are they seeing, a, uh, you know, no headshot? Are they seeing a, a less than professional headshot? There's an opportunity for a, a full background photo behind your headshot that, you know, sh- you know, if anyone wants to check out my profile as an example, they're more than welcome. And in mine, it shows me speaking because that's what one of the things I do. You know, if you are a, uh, um, you know, uh, let's say you're a veterinarian, you know, so maybe it's got your team of um, at your clinic there, you know, a picture of your team. But a, a picture is worth a thousand words. So there's sure. a really nice opportunity right. to put a background photo on there for you. And then a nice professional summary uh, that's benefit rich instead of a bio about, the things that I did in 1995, how about the ways that you help people ask yourself, you know, what are the common ways that I, you know, uh, service my clients or customers and then put that in your professional summary, but really make your profile, uh, something that you're proud of. So that would be step number one on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of people talk about the whole optimization of that. How important in your opinion um, I understand what you said about benefits. I love that. But people talk about you should really optimize, um, you know, from a search engine kind of thought process, your LinkedIn profile. Is that an accurate statement or what's your thoughts? It, it, it is an accurate statement. In fact, I've got an a anecdotal piece of evidence that I just heard recently. Um, a, a person who was in my workshop heard me talk about, you know, optimizing your profile. And what that essentially means is 
putting words in your profile that people would search for, not necessarily on Google, but maybe on LinkedIn. You know, there's a very powerful box on LinkedIn that, that people use, and that's that search box. They can search by person. They can search by company, industry. So in my, in this, in my attendee's uh, case, uh, he had executive coach in his headline, and so they typed in executive sales coach on the LinkedIn summary, and his, so, his profile popped up, mm-hmm. and he ended up getting that business. So, mm-hmm. uh, and he told me about that, and that was exactly how they searched for him. So I do think it's important mm-hmm. uh, that you put in the words, not necessarily that you um, would necessarily think that, that it defines you, but what your audience defines you. Like, uh, for example, in my yeah. case, I like to call myself a digital marketing expert because that kind of encompasses everything on the web, yeah. but what do people search for? Social media. So am I a social media expert or digital marketing? Probably what, what I would give myself my own advice for is I'd probably say social media because that's what my people are searching for. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, hey, it, uh, LinkedIn's been great for me, Corey. I mean, uh, I, I get business as a result of my LinkedIn profile. Uh, why don't you go check mine out and give me some free advice, you know, later on. In- uh, yeah, I'd be happy to, yeah. you know, and, and then by the way, Marty, you know, having a nice profile is just the first step, you know, the second step, I'll just give you a couple of things that I know you already do because I see you do it, uh, but some of your listeners may not do. And, and step number one, which is the low-hanging fruit, the easiest thing, is just to update your LinkedIn profile, put status updates. On Facebook, that's common sense. People do status updates all the time, yeah. uh, but, but people forget to do that on LinkedIn. There is a, a share a comment, share a photo, share a blog post yeah. right on your LinkedIn. And what I would encourage your listeners to do is every day put some value in that little area there. What that does is keeps you top of mind with your network. Not in a sleazy, annoying way, but in a value-rich, positive way. Yeah, yeah, my market is definitely... That's really, really helpful. Yeah, my my market is definitely business to business. And I'll tell you where I fell down, I'm going to admit something, uh, is publishing, uh, which is, for me, should have been a no-brainer. But I fell down on it. I, I just, you know, you get busy, all that kind of stuff. And it's just recently that I started actually publish to do, when I say publish, you know what I'm talking about. I'm putting articles on there, and I'm attaching some photos and stuff like that. I get great feedback from that. And if you're in business, and especially business to business, that's a great place, to great thing to do also, isn't it? Completely agree. And, and the numbers don't lie. I mean, a lot of my clients right now are getting way more engagement, views, comments, than they would if their article was on their own blog outside. Think about it. Um, you know, would you rather put your blog article in an environment where people are already going, or you, would you rather put it somewhere where you're having to really kind of pull them out of there and take them somewhere else? It's just easier, in my opinion, yeah. uh, to have it right there. And now LinkedIn makes it so easy for you to be able to publish your blog post. So yeah. you asked for tactical advice. Um, you know, throughout the week, listeners. Post, you know, small things, little quick, easy, you know, tweets, that type of thing. But once a week, once a month, as Marty's saying, put together an article, um, create some thought leadership, you know, get some of that really good content that's in your head out on paper, so to speak, and put it as a blog article on LinkedIn and watch what happens. You'll be surprised at how much engagement you get out there. Yes. Corey, this does not happen by accident. Why people think that uh, they still have the, some people still believe uh, the field of dreams things, you know, build it, they will come. This doesn't happen by accident. You have to spend some time on this, correct? Absolutely correct. And, you know, step number one is creating compelling content, you know, and that, that should be the obvious, but sometimes it's not, you know, some people will just throw stuff out there. But, you know, what I often recommend is think about what your most frequently asked questions are 
from your prospects and customers. You know, so in my case, it's, uh, you know, how do I get more fans on Facebook? How do I get more email opens? You know, what are, what's, is my website still relevant? You know, whatever. Yeah. But whatever those questions are, answer them mm. as, as, as best as you possibly can in a, in a concise way. And I always say use bullets over paragraphs because yeah. people like to scan, not read so much anymore. So if you can just say the five ways or the seven ways to uh, get more fans to your Facebook page and then give those to them. And so, so number one would be create compelling content. But then to your point, that's not it. You know, you got to also share it. You got to promote it. You know, if you have an email database, I'll take that article link on LinkedIn, which they'll create a link for you. I'll bring it over to my email and I'll blast it out to my, sure. you know, foul, you know, if you have 2000 subscribers, you have 20,000 subscribers, you know, those are readers. Yes. Uh, put it all over your social media platforms. Ask your uh, colleagues, ask your employees to post it on their LinkedIn profile, you know, really push it out there. And then you'll start to gain some traction. That's why you have to have a plan for this. Again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking this over cause you're the expert, but if you don't have a plan to spend X number of hours and have a, some kind of a written planner to keep following up on, uh, Hey, it's not going to work as, as, as you'd like. Now I want to China jump tracks a little bit because, um, some people are questioning the value of websites, um, are they still relevant? I mean, uh, that's traditionally where people start. Are they still relevant, Web, the, the traditional website? You know, a lot of people have different opinions on this. My opinion is they are. Um, I, I, still, I still check out websites. I, you know, I, the, the, the data shows that people are still checking out websites. Um, they may be there for a brief time. They may do it in uh, addition to your LinkedIn profile or some other review sites, things of that nature. But I often tell people, look, you may not win the business on your website, but you could lose it. And what I mean by that is somebody may be ready to call or check you out or whatever. They go to your website and you frustrate them. You know, they can't find your phone number. It's not mobile responsive, meaning that they can't yes. easily navigate yeah. the site with their thumb. You know, just make your website attractive, simple to use, and get them on to the next step, whatever that might be, whether it be a phone call, whether it be a buy now button, make it easy for people to buy from you or to call you. So whatever your most critical pieces of information, if you're an accountant, it's your phone number. If you are an e-commerce site, it's your buy now button. If you're a podcast uh, you know, uh, author, then it's your uh subscribe button, you know, whatever it is, yeah. give them that obvious thing to do. Wow. What a great statement. You may not win the business through your website, but you could in fact lose it. Wow. Correct. I love that. That was good. Let's get into a couple other things. Uh, I want to talk about Facebook and I want to talk about Twitter. Twitter has become my new friend. Let's talk about Twitter for a minute. Um, what do you think? How are people applying it? What are you talking about uh, with clients and all that kind of stuff? I love Twitter anymore, but go ahead. Talk to me. I, you know, Twitter for me is, is my fourth on the totem pole. Um, and that's just, you know, my personal preference on it. I, I enjoy Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram uh, higher up than I do uh, Twitter. It doesn't mean that I don't get value. Twitter is a great opportunity for exposure. It's very news-heavy, media-related, right. Um, right. you know, that type of thing. But, again, I think about, you know, who both of our mutual listeners are. You know, are they – um, you know, entertainers, sure, Twitter, great opportunity. But if you are a, you know, B2B type person, um, you know, I am going to have you spend more time on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram than I am on Twitter. 
Yeah, I, I, and I would agree with that. I, I use Twitter for a news source as much as anything else, um, but I do have uh, pretty good reach from that. But okay, great, great advice. I don't know a thing about Instagram. I, I'm bearing my soul here to you. Why am I doing this? Um, I, I, I'm not, I need help. So talk to me about Instagram. What's, what's the intent? How do you use it? Why would a business owner care? Well, instant, well I'll tell you one word, millennial. Um, ah, okay. So the millennial market loves Instagram. Um, they love Snapchat, but, millennial, but, but Instagram is, is really more the, the primary source. It's a very visual site. Um, it, it, it's all pictures. Uh, very little content. So if you think about it, it's kind of opposite of Twitter in some ways, although, yes, you can put pictures and video on Twitter. Still, you, you know, when you go to Twitter, you see a lot of content. Uh, when you go to Instagram, you see a lot of images. You see a lot of video. Got it. So you just got to keep that in mind. So, again, you think about your business. You know, if you are an attorney, Instagram's probably not a great place for you. But if right. you are a jewelry store, you yes, know, if you're yes. a restaurant, that type of thing, um, then it may be a better environment. You got to be visually rich in order for it to work for you. And the other thing about Instagram that's quite different than other platforms is it's very user driven. Um, you want other people posting around your topic. So, for example, one of our largest clients is Goldberg's uh, Bagels here in Atlanta. They got 20 locations or so. And you know, we don't want Goldberg's necessarily posting to Instagram all the time. We want Goldberg's customers mm. posting to Instagram and hashtagging Goldberg. That's when we're successful. Mm. So what you got to think about from a strategy perspective is how can you get your customer base to post on behalf of your, your products or services? So yeah. that's, that's really helpful. That's, that's solid. Uh, I know people are taking notes. I am speaking with Corey Perlman. Corey, again, tell people how people can reach out to you, learn more, because I'm sure they've taken notes. Um, I'll, I'll mention the book again in a second, but how do people connect with you? Uh, ebootcamp.com, ebootcamp.com would be for more of the so- social media management side if they're interested in touching base with us. We obviously, my team uh, does this. Uh, for other companies, we do the social media marketing for about 40 businesses. And it really stemmed from the fact of my speaking career and having people in the audience say, hey, this is great, but we need outside resources to do it for us. So, right. so that's where my agency comes in. Right. And then my speaking side, uh, which I love to do, I'm very passionate about it. I love being on stage and just sort of having these conversations is CoreyPerlman.com. Excellent. Uh, Corey's book is Social Media Overload. Simple social media strategies for overwhelmed and time-deprived businesses. And we are helping businesses. We are giving away tons of free advice here. Believe it or not, we're down to the last couple of minutes of the, of the show here, Corey. I, you know, there's, we could go, obviously, we can go on and on and on. But in terms of our business audience, what's, what's, the, what's the gem? What's, what's the real takeaway that, that maybe I didn't ask you about or we didn't talk about? What, 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 what point do you want to drive home to this audience? Yeah, I, you know, one thing that I think goes um, a little under the radar that I think for me, again, I gotta, I gotta speak from personal experience. You know, there are so many social media experts and pundits, and even yourself included, that um, you know, seen so much value from Twitter as an example, and, and so therefore their 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 advice might be different. But for me, probably the most powerful. I'll give you a quick two two most powerful strategies that I've used, and I hate to even call this a strategy, but for for definition's sake, and. And that's personally connecting to my uh, VIP clients on Facebook. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is I, I made a decision about five years ago when I was first asked to be a friend 
on Facebook to one of my clients. And that was a very difficult decision. I went to Florida State University, so lots of partying and taking shots at ice luges and, you know, and all that kind mm-hmm. of fun stuff that you, you mm-hmm. know, had to clean up the profile, got to filter what I say, you know, we're in the political season right now, uh, got to, you know, put uh, uh, strings around my fingers so I don't type things that um, are going to pigeonhole me in some sort of political party. All that stuff being said, to be able to be connected with my VIPs, to know when, um, you know, they've achieved something great, when they're, when they're challenged by some sort of struggle in their life, Yep. when they're sharing their, their photos, and just to be able to be a part of that, just to, 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 to hammer that home, I had my largest client call me a few months ago, and he said, Corey, I just want to tell you how much of a, a privilege it is to see how great of a dad you are on Facebook. Wow. And he's my largest client, you wow. know, and I think that, yeah. that, that, that says a lot about that's, that. Cool. That's, that's solid advice, man. That's solid. And, uh, and the other thing, yeah, I'll just quickly mention, I know we're just, oh, are we out of time? No, we're good. Keep going. All right. Well, my last one is I'll, I'll, I'll kind of hit, hit home on this one, uh, and it goes back over to LinkedIn. Is I talked about that search feature, but there's a magical little number that, that is on LinkedIn that has just served myself and our clients so well, and that's the number two next to somebody's picture. When you see a number two next to someone's picture, that means you have a mutual connection, mm-hmm. and that means that they can be an advocate for you. So what I mean by that is you know, if you're looking at a company or a person that you're trying to do business with, and they have a number two, and you look at that, and, and LinkedIn will give you that mutual connection. And if that person happens to be an advocate or knows you or knows your value well, they can sell you or at least introduce you to that potential business. And it turns a cold call into a warm lead. And from a prospecting perspective, it's a game changer. So yes. use it, use it well. And send me and Marty your commission check when uh, you you make your first sale. And here is my bank routing number to do so. No, (laughs) uh, we can't do that. Um, Hey, Corey, it's again fascinating interview you're doing great work his book is social media overload if you just google cory perlman his name is c-o-r-e-y perlman p-e-r-l-m-a-n ebootcamp.com and he's a speaker he's a great guy he's a brilliant social media guy so Corey, thanks so much for being a part of the business builder show Marty, it's my pleasure, man. You were a great interviewer, and I had a lot of fun, man. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. You have been listening to the Business Builder Show. I am your host, Marty Wolf. D.C. Taylor is my executive producer. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you can use a lot of the stuff that we shared with you today. Have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.